0: This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, hey, today we talk about how moms can embrace fun with their kids. Also, David falls off his chair, and we learn he is exceptionally coordinated on the bottom half of his body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you almost forget how to do that?
0: It's been like seven weeks. I know. <laughs> Something crazy.
1: Someone posted on our Facebook page and said, did I miss the episode where Are you dead? there was no content <laughs> announcement? Nope. We just sort of died inside for a minute.
0: <laughs> we needed some space. We took a summer break and we, we didn't did. tell anybody. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Good planning.
0: And uh, and now our house is completely empty.
1: For the first time in 18 months.
0: The poor, sad dog is just staring at us, depressed, (laughs) wondering where the little people are.
1: And in case you're wondering where the little people are as well, we did not do anything awful or extreme. We just sent them away to camp.
0: Yep. I I do awful things all the time, but not related to our kids usually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean about you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of awful things, I need you to tell me if I'm the jerk in this situation. Probably. So recently... I was at like a, a a market, right? But not like a grocery store. So they have um, more jumbled lines. Like there's just like tons of cash registers.
1: More of a fresh market, if you will.
0: Yeah. Chalio. <laughs> Brilliant. I can't do I can't do accents. Nor can yeah, you, but at least
1: <laughs> I can. But mine have a slight differentiation. Yours seem to all be British, eh, kind of Scottish.
0: Top of the morning and then to a you. A little Jersey. <laughs> so. I'm in line, um, so it's kind of like you choose your own adventure, like you pick a line, but there's a, you know, there's like just a bunch of different cash registers, and it's a little bit of a mishmash, right? So I was walking up to the line, and I was in a good mood, and this guy comes up and he has like three items. yeah. and so I was like, oh, you go first, because I had like a whole basket of stuff for like sure. our family. And uh, so I was, like, super nice, right? Like, I was like, oh, you go first. So I get in line right behind him. Then, like, two minutes later, the line we're in, the cash register is like, no, I'm closing after this (laughs) person. But this other person's open. So I just mosey over. I didn't, like, run over. Uh But I walked over. And then that guy ended up behind me (laughs) in the new line. (laughs) And then I was just like, it feels awkward to let him go in front of me again. <laughs>
1: like, let me tell you to go ahead again. Like, I mean. I don't know that you're the jerk in that situation. Is that the question?
0: Yeah. Like, I let him go once, and then we reshuffled. Nothing really changed. <laughs> but then I didn't let him go a second time, and I felt badly about it.
1: Why would you feel bad about that? He didn't go fast enough to the line.
0: Yeah, I felt I like. Mean, was he behind? You get, you get one freebie. Like, it's not like I knocked him down or pushed him. I just, like, they opened up another lane, and I walked briskly, and I got (laughs) there before him.
1: Oh, man. I think we worry too much about what people think of us. That's what I think.
0: What are you thinking of me right now?
1: Oh, all good things. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I think you're a great guy. Thanks. I'll keep you, you know?
0: Would you like to know something else idiotic I did recently? Totally, always. So, our hot water in our kitchen... Isn't great. Sucks. It takes a while to really warm up. Yeah. So a lot of times I will, when I'm washing dishes, I will turn on the hot water with soapy water, but then I will also turn on our teapot, right? Yeah. And then pour in the boiling water. It's a bit
1: primitive. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't have to start a fire and boil water, right? <laughs> right.
1: It does feel a bit primitive. Yeah. So we'll fix it. At some recently,
0: point. I was hand washing a few things that we are not supposed to put in the dishwasher, though we do most of the time. So one of them was like a, like a water bottle, right? But it was like a thick or a wide mouth water bottle. Sure. You could fit your whole hand in there like a Ooh. raccoon Ooh. looking for shiny things.
1: Is that what you did? Did <laughs> your hand get stuck?
0: <laughs> no, that would be great though. Still in my hands, just waving around this <laughs> wide mouth water bottle. No, I like started pouring water in and then I put in teapot hot water into each of the items I was cleaning so they would get nice and warm and then I was doing, you know, putting dishes away I think or putting like uh, leftovers away. And then I kind of go back to the dishes, and I just plunge my hand into this water bottle. Scream! Just screamed like a little girl, like that pitch. Oh, try that again! Don't try that again. Just so mad. (laughs) Oh my god! Just so mad at myself. Oh,
1: that sounds terrible. It was not great. No, that sounds terrible.
0: That's what I've been up to the last seven weeks.
1: Man, that's fantastic. I've uh, taken one of our kids to the emergency room. Yeah. That's not really that new though. I mean No, that's it's been like, a little while though. It has. We I think we've gone maybe like what nine months?
0: No. A couple of years, right? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's been a little while. We, I don't we know. We go in spurts. Like they get like really active and several injuries happen and then they're fine for a couple of years.
1: Yeah, and the emergency room looks at us like we're crazy. This time, um, it was one of our kids who smashed their middle finger in the minivan door. So it was like a slow smash, real slow. And um, so we thought it might be broken, and we had to go get it x-rayed. And the x-ray technician mm-hmm. uh, said, "Stick out your middle finger." And our son was like, said something like, "Oh, that's not very polite." <laughs> and the guy, the guy sort of laughed. He's like, "This is a freebie, buddy." And he kind of like, our son looks at me like, oh, "Am I allowed?" Like, "This is amazing. How do you get x-rays every day?" So he stuck it- his middle finger out, and <laughs> he was so excited. He's like, <laughs> stuck his middle finger out on one. One hand, and then the other hand, he's got this like big grin at me with a thumbs up.
0: <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. It's,
1: it's not qualifying as non polite. Anyway, so that's recent. Um, yeah, that's all I got. It was a fun day at the emergency room. I think the highlight of his day was to ride in a wheelchair. I'm not exactly sure why they put him in a wheelchair. With his middle finger
0: smashed. Did you get vertigo or something?
1: I don't know. They must know that kids just love that crap, you know? <laughs>
0: That's funny. I was grateful that his finger wasn't broken. Me too. That was so a big win. thankful.
1: Absolutely. Big win. So now keep that middle finger under wraps. Keep it in the polite mode where it should be.
0: Did you know that I never uh, never broke a bone in my life?
1: Never ever.
0: Nope. Never ever. Yeah. Never ever, ever. I mean, in this lifetime I don't know if I was <laughs> reincarnated as something else. Well, you're
1: else. a pretty cautious guy. Like that makes sense. I and guess so. you're pretty coordinated-ish. I mean, It's getting worse. Like from the bottom down, you're pretty coordinated.
0: Thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 What did mean? you just?
1: <laughs> I didn't mean anything. I'm just saying that your arms are so blessed long that sometimes they get gangly. I had no intention of talking about. Okay. Any
0: So, the more accurate way to say that is that I'm not coordinated <laughs> in my arms.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't even cross my mind. What kind of a mind do you have in the gutter? <laughs> You're
0: welcome.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: All right. I'm yeah. going to bring us back. Okay. Bringing us back.
1: I don't know. I can. I'll
0: try. <laughs> All right. Well, think about it. Work on it. <laughs> No, don't think about it.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that makes it worse. Go on. Okay. Go on.
0: So, several months ago, six, eight months ago, we dismissively talked about um, Yes Day, the Netflix movie, starring, <laughs> yes. starring your favorite Day. actress. Mm-hmm. What's her name?
1: Jennifer Garner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jennifer Garner. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and we're like, this is dumb. We're not going to watch it. Of course, we did. At, at least one of our kids <laughs> fell in love with it, and yeah. he watched it like eight times. Um, I watched it a second time recently, and I, I it's a Mia culpa. Is that how you say that?
1: Oh, I don't know. My
0: fault. My uh-huh. bad. Um, I think we jumped to the conclusion that the movie was about like how parents are terrible and they should say yes more. It's not really the context of the movie. I mean, that's like the setup, but the real like... Um, conflict, if you will, and resolution is actually around the husband and the wife and the husband sort of being like the fun one and the wife having to always be the one who says nope or no or nope nope on on a rope. Yep, (laughs) that's in there. So, and I know we've talked about this, like setting up moms to kind of get to be the heroes because dads often, more often get to do that. But it actually made me think more about just... um, Like how we correct and direct our kids, Hmm. and so I just have some questions for you.
1: Okay, I'm ready. I
0: haven't prepped you on, so good luck.
1: (laughs) Hopefully, I don't bring up anything awkward again. Jeez.
0: I mean, odds are pretty good you will. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, so I'll just start first. Like, do you feel like we correct slash direct our kids differently?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Can you expound (laughs) on that? In what ways? Always.
1: Well, I think that, um, I think I correct a lot more, partially because I just, I would say in the first portion of raising children, have had a substantial amount of time with the kids. So Mm -hmm. how our life has looked traditionally is relatively traditional, I guess, like American traditional, where I've stayed at home with the kids and done side jobs and part-time work and whatnot here and there and you've gone to work full-time and supported our family I would say that um, it has become pronounced the difference is that we have have become pronounced as I've gone back to work Uh full-time and I think what I've noticed is that um, I'm I'm sort of like unfamiliar with how to just enjoy our kids or just have fun without productivity. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't necessarily say that I come down on them harder or that I am more strict or that I say no more. I think that I just have a level of um, expected productivity that comes in the way of me being fun. Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. And that is an internal pressure or do you feel that from me or other yeah, people
1: well i think that i have different eyes than you do for our household so like and i think that happens that is a lot a
0: really nice euphemism
1: no i think that i just see our household in a different way like i notice light bulbs that are out i think more quickly than you do i notice
0: here's here's uh-oh. the thing with the light bulbs
1: <laughs> here's the thing with light bulbs
0: well, that was just, maybe a bad example no, no no it's a great example it's not that i don't notice them it is that I forget about them before I get to where the light bulbs are. Uh-huh. So, like, we had light bulbs out, two light bulbs out in our bathroom, right? right? Every morning I would notice it. Every morning it would bother me. Every day I would go downstairs after getting ready, eat breakfast, totally forget about them. Every night, go to brush my teeth. So you're the lights are...
1: like a goldfish. A, is that what you're saying? It's yeah, less about A like... big,
0: dumb goldfish.
1: <laughs> so... And I think that I have a different standard for like the pillows and cushions being on the couch at the end of the day, or which I think has changed, but not because you necessarily notice it, but because you're really kind and loving toward me and help our kids move toward my standard or what I want. You've learned that I don't think that's the case for all husbands. I think that's a I think that's a special gift that you have to see me well, but um, in general, I think that I just have like, I just I care a lot more about how things look in our house. I guess.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the cushion thing because I, I think these are important clarifications. <laughs> I sometimes think the are important. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I am open to your ideas at the end of the day, but I sort of don't see the point at three in the afternoon of cleaning up all the cushions. Yeah. When we have four or five more hours of our kids
1: messing messing up up the the cushions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, like, and I think that, I think when you're specifically home with kids, like, it's hard to feel productive in any way, shape, or form. Right. And so at three o'clock in the afternoon, if putting the cushions back on the couch feels productive, it's probably more for me to have that feeling than for them or any, like, appearance sake, you know? Yeah. Um. And so I think that just, I think that naturally happens. I, I, especially when you're home, I think, full time, you're just looking for things to make you feel like you're accomplishing something with kids. Cause it's a, it is a daily grind in and out of like, not, not really accomplishing much. You are accomplishing a tremendous amount, but what is being accomplished is happening over a period of years and not hours. Whereas at work, I feel like I can accomplish a lot in a matter of even one hour.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you feel less pressure or need to clean up the cushions?
1: I do. Yeah. I do feel more relaxed and able to just say, well, we'll get to it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is challenging. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I just think like, I think that this might feed into, and I I mean, I don't know because I don't have girls, but it might feed into me having boys and being the only girl in the house that makes me feel like I'm not sure how to interact with them sometimes. And so the way I interact is by telling them what to do or like <laughs> being not as much fun because I don't know how to like really have fun with them necessarily sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think you're not being as generous with yourself as... Uh... Is true about having fun with them and enjoying them. But I do think some of the things you enjoy to do with them, you don't feel that free to just do. Like, in maybe an irony, the thing that you love to do with them that I actually hate is you guys play, like, video games together. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate it. There are certain video Like, I don't like playing Super Mario Brothers with four people. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm just too self-absorbed or something. I don't know. So, but you love the four of you just, like, on the couch playing Super Mario Brothers and yeah. people dying in the lava and, like, just <laughs> laughing and then yelling at each other because someone's going too fast and it messes <laughs> up the screen, right? Like, all that is just tons of anxiety and tension for me and yeah. not fun. Um, but I think you feel badly like, oh, I shouldn't play video games with them. Like, I shouldn't encourage them to play video games. I shouldn't take an hour and p- just play video games Yeah, in a way um, that a lot of the time I don't feel guilty about.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that um, the internal pressure and even the peer pressure of being a mom is tremendous. And I think it is present for dads as well, but not nearly to the extreme that it is for moms. So, for instance, there's a ton of pressure out there that um, from, I mean, from social media to your neighbor to your friend down the street or school like a ton of messaging that says screen time is bad all screen time is bad right Mm -hmm. so when I think about playing video games with the kids what I enjoy with them and like what we laugh a lot about is that is screen time that's qualified as something my neighbors might look at and say that is bad um and so, those voices in my head are really, really hard to silence the voices of my neighbors and friends and social media. Um, and if I don't, we've talked about this before, where if I don't have a grounding in the day, I'm unable to really engage well in exactly what we enjoy doing together, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I would imagine, and I th- I think there was a generation that said that reading is a waste of time, specifically in a rural community, when there was so much to do on a mm-hmm. farm, for instance. Right. Someone might look at that and say, what a leisurely activity. You don't have time to do that. What a lazy thing to do. But in reality, now we look at it and we're like, oh, reading is great. Waste all the time you want reading a book, mm-hmm. dear son, dear daughter. but. Um, But at the time, there were parents who likely discouraged that. And so I think that when I pull myself back and say, oh, wait a minute, like this is technically screen time, but um, anything can become the devil if you make it the devil, you know, like reading, um, eating, all these like sort of normal things that we engage in that are entertaining and fun can become really bad, but they also have a lot of power to be really great. And I dismiss that because I'm worried about what people are thinking of me.
0: Yeah. These are like fictitious people or like fictitious versions of people that you know?
1: In some cases, yes. But I think in a lot of cases, like there there was a trend for a while with um, some people we were hanging out with to grind your own wheat and make your own bread. And so when I would feed our kids wonder bread, like white bread, and even like I, I would buy expensive white bread, but still white bread, and I did not grind my own wheat. I felt a lot of shame and embarrassment about that. Yeah. But grinding your own wheat when you can go to the store and buy pretty healthy grained bread, that like that shouldn't be something that holds you up from enjoying your kids. So making peanut butter and jellies together just because you – didn't grind your own wheat, shouldn't be thrown out the window if your kid loves spreading peanut butter all over everything, right? Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, what I think you're saying is that there are certain things that are somewhat neutral that end up having moral superiority. So like some of the... uh, food with our kids is something like that where there you know there's healthy food and there's less healthy food but it's become sort of a moral judgment of your parenting on if you let them have any unhealthy food or you got too much unhealthy food right. um, and the same thing with screen time there's this moral line and judgment that is made and so it makes it hard to lean into those things like it's fun to get ice cream in the summer right like right. it's and it's likely not going to kill any of our kids, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, or pick your tree of choice, right? Like in the same way, it's fun for you to sit around on a Sunday afternoon and spend an hour playing Mario Brothers with them, right? Right. It's not going to kill them or ruin their eyes or whatever, turn their brains to mush. <laughs> right. And, and I think we live in a society that like embraces these extremes because people don't really know how to use um, discernment and don't like moderation because it's too gray. Yeah, right? So yeah. tell me what's right and what's wrong. And then we'll end up doing what's wrong, but we'll sort of sneak around about it and feel guilty, and that stinks.
1: Yeah, or we'll do what's right, and we'll feel self-righteous and able to tell everybody that they're doing other things that are wrong. You just fell off your chair. Cheer <laughs> chair broke. <laughs> just keep going, yeah. Speaking of eating healthy food. <laughs> oh, just kidding.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure. You just called me fat. <laughs> Wow,
1: <laughs> that was like a slow decline. As I'm talking, you're like slowly sinking and then falling flat on the floor.
0: Yeah, you enjoy oh that? My gosh, of I course, we, I did. I wish we the poor dog's like, what's going on? <laughs> what happened to you?
1: So anyway, what I was going to say though is, I think in in our culture we like so. Let's say I was a mom who ground her own wheat, which if hell froze over, maybe, but. Uh, that's just not my gifting. But if I am a mom who grinds her own wheat, then I have the right, I think I have the right, and our culture says you have the right to look down on everybody else because they don't do what you're doing. Right. And so, because like you said, that gray area is super hard to live in. But that gray area is actually where I think there's a lot of freedom for moms to sit on the couch and play video games because it's wicked fun with your kids. You know?
0: And I would say we have friends who um, are... Just maybe more disciplined in certain areas. I don't know if any of them are grinding their wheat, but like who are really much better than we are around like not e- eating sugar or junk food or really just much more committed to no screen time during the week or whatever right. it is. Um, but knowing those people and talking to them, they also feel judged or yes. guilty in other areas. Yes. So it's like there's no good guys and bad guys. Like we want to be like, oh, there's the mean moms or whatever right. who are judging, but like all of us feel guilty. And especially moms feel this guilt and this judgment from different people. And I think you can feel it the other way where you could listen to this and maybe hear like, Oh, I care really a lot that my kids don't have sugar and you're telling me that like I'm too rigid, like and that we're judging you, which is not our intent at all. Right. Like, I think there's judgment thrown both ways. A lot of rocks and glass houses. (laughs) Is that a thing? Is that a saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, like, and I think that you're either, like, feeling judged or you're feeling superior, and that sweet spot really is right in the middle, in that gray area, to, like, to pull back and recognize what you really enjoy doing and becoming comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not there yet, like, I think in some areas I am, but in some, like, I think I'll always wrestle with not quite feeling like I'm enough or feeling like I'm too much, like, It's hard.
0: So taking into account all those dynamics, not really trying to change anyone outside of our house, when you look at me as your husband and obviously father, co-parent, yeah, um, all those things, what could I do that would actually make this easier for you?
1: Oh, That's a really good question. You know, I think that the best thing that you have done in the past is um, pushed me to sit quietly and journal and pray and think. Um, hmm. Because I think what... Like, it's it's really easy to be like, well, if you did this and this and this, then I would feel X, Y, and Z. But that puts a lot of power in your court. Like, that... I think that... Um, I think that puts a, a lot of power on you, but also a lot of pressure on you. That y- if you do the right things, then I'm going to feel free. Yeah, I'm not going to feel free until I find my center, mm-hmm. until I find it in myself what I really want, and um, and then having the ability to ask for that. I think that one thing that can happen in marriages is that one person might be might have expectations that can't necessarily. Be reached, or they have expectations um, that aren't really fair. And I think I don't know that that's necessarily the case in in our marriage. But I definitely I've seen it occur in our marriage before, where I feel like you have expectations, and I'm not really allowed to move. Mm-hmm. And so I think like allowing each other to just be exactly who we're supposed to be, and actually encourage that, I think would be I think that's the most a beneficial thing
0: yeah and it sounds like I can be controlling that's not what you said sorry that was just a side point but it sounds like what you have valued is being given some freedom to just have like some time and space to process things on your own in yeah. the way that you want to do it and then that actually gives you more freedom to come back and be the mom you really want to be not try to be the mom you think you're supposed to be
1: exactly and I think some of the Um, like I think, well, I think this is true, um, as a working mom and as a stay at home mom is that we're grappling for some sense of control. Mm -hmm. And so that control can come out in all kinds of ways. And I need the space to, um, name that it's controlling, but also decide what elements I actually do want to control. Like what I really want to have control over is, um, I would like our kids to feel safe and secure with me and with you. And part of that is just letting other stuff and other judgment fall to the side. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, yeah, that takes some effort.
0: Yeah. And I think that first step in that effort is the time and the space to really like process that in your head and your heart.
1: Yeah. So I would say that if you're a spouse listening to this, especially if you're a dad, giving your spouse the freedom to sit quietly for a little bit and asking good questions like, what do you really want to do with our kids? Um, I think that's really helpful. Like, like for you to pursue in me rather saying, what can I do? Like, what do I do to make you free or what do I do around the house to just like let you be? The question really should be, um, how can I give you space and, then your task is to come back to me and tell me how you want to have fun, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. That's good. That's all I got. (laughs) Let's go to the stat of the week.
1: Stat of the week. All right, Rach. Hey, Dave.
0: So I came across what I think is an interesting stat Mm-hmm. that we talked a little bit about judgment, and I think I've historically had a lot of judgment about this area, and I'm working my way through being less judgmental about Ooh,
1: it. I'm super curious to hear which area you're judging in.
0: <laughs> because like,
1: there are so few. Oh, see how I turned that?
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> you really fooled me. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Um. All right. So historically, what percentage of – 18 to 24 year old full time college students, do you think lived in their parents' home?
1: Oh, man. 18 to 24 year old college students living at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, well, just go right down the middle, like 50%.
0: No, it's closer to like two thirds. It's like, (gasps) so it. Wait,
1: when is this from?
0: So, in. This is done by month, so actually in January of 2019 and January of 2020, so right before the pandemic hit, it was roughly 65.9%.
1: 65.9% of kids lived with their family while they attended
0: college. Uh, Of 18 to 24-year-olds who are full-time college students. Okay. What percentage of 18 to 24-year-olds not in college or university full-time do you think lived with their parents?
1: Probably less, I'm guessing. Uh Uh-huh. Like
0: 45, 40, 45%. Flip it. It's about 55%. So 45% not. Um, Interesting. During during the pandemic, both those numbers went up.
1: Uh, Yeah, for everything.
0: (laughs) Do you have uh, a guess? So July of 2020 was the peak for the full-time college students. Do you have any guess what number that was? Oh, man. So higher than the 66 or so that we were looking at.
1: I bet it's like 85.
0: Not quite, 78. Okay. And then on the other end, the not in college, Went from that 55 to about 65.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: But as of December 2020, um, the not in college full time 18 to 24 year olds were essentially back to their 2019 levels.
1: Okay.
0: Um, the full time college students were still higher, which makes sense because a lot of them were doing college remotely during uh-huh. the pandemic. But it's well off that peak that it was this last summer. So
1: you know, I can't like. I think that the price of college has definitely changed that. I'd be curious what those numbers were in like the late nineties, uh, when I feel like college was sort of at its peak or heyday in like the maybe late eighties, nineties, early two thousands, where you could go to college and live in a dorm and it wasn't super astronomically expensive because I think now college prices are so high Like, how do you even afford to live on campus? Like that, it it just feels, it feels like that has maybe been the shift more than, uh, I think it speaks more to the price of university rather than the lack of maturity of kids or the inability to move out of their parents' house.
0: Yeah. So having said that, how would you feel about our kids living in our home? between 18 and 24?
1: Um, I don't love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this is where I would have been, I mean, mostly joking, but when our kids were a little bit younger, I was always like, you're out. When you turn 18, you're moving out. Like not that day. Like, and I take some disproportionate amount of pride in the fact that I didn't live with my parents. Like once I went to college now, granted, they were paying for my living situation I was through say, college so it's except not except
1: for yeah
0: they so, paid
1: you to leave <laughs> yeah they paid me
0: to leave but I, did, I didn't even really come back in the summer very much and then once i graduated i moved um across the country um but i would be more open if our kids like had a plan or were working on a plan or had a timeline yeah what i don't want is for them to live in our house for 6 years but if it oh. was like 2 years cuz i'm doing x y or z um and we all agreed on that um, a little more open to it.
1: See, we had this conversation recently, and I think I land on... Um,
0: Never leave me.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where you land.
1: Sometimes, yes. But I actually was going to say that I would have a challenging time if one of our kids said, you know what, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to start my own business. Can I live in your basement? Which... It's fine. Like, I want our kids, like, it's kind of a mixed bag. I want our kids to be um, entrepreneurial. I want them to have drive. I want them to explore and experiment and be innovative as they think through their adult life.
0: Yeah.
1: However, you don't have to risk a lot in your innovation exploration if you're living at home. You know? I mean, you still risk, you risk something, but, like, there's just, there's lower risk, and you don't have to. Like, I think there's some beauty in being an entrepreneur and having to really scrape by and work at it. Like, the first, like, I would even say the first three years of starting a business are crazy hard because you're just trying to make it work. You're trying to understand the market that you're in. There are a lot of different variables, and it, Produces a lot of good things when you have to fight for it. If you don't really have to fight for it, it becomes more of a hobby than an innovative career. I think it it runs that risk.
0: Yeah, I think I would charge our kids rent, like a reasonable amount or well below market,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but some amount of money that there it came with a cost.
1: What so happens if they can't pay it? You kick the, them out
0: eventually. Yeah, I don't know. Really? What, I don't know what the eviction laws in the state are, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you're just say, you're saying the same thing, like they gotta get out. Like they gotta figure out a way to support themselves.
1: But don't you think it gets a little squishy when you start charging rent and like, oh, it's just my dad, you know, like
0: it wouldn't be squishy though.
1: I I think that there I is I mean
0: it's no it's no squishier than what you just said, which is like get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like, yeah, you can stay here for three hundred bucks a month or whatever for the next year. Yeah. I did read this. Uh, I don't know if this was a tweet or where I saw this, but some one um, mom had her son pay her rent, um, and he stayed for like two years. And then when he moved out, he like got through college or whatever he did. Like he was on a trajectory that was positive, And then she had saved all that money and she gave it to him as a down payment on his home. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: That's a, I'm, if I our love kids are that.
0: listening. I am not promising that. <laughs> Like, you're going to pay rent and I'm going to keep yeah, that money. That... I'm taking your wife, your mom, I mean, to Hawaii. Taking your wife to Hawaii? <laughs> that would be weird. What
1: the crap? <laughs> I'm really coordinated on the bottom <laughs> half. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be a great father in law.
0: <laughs> We're done. We're done. No more. Rachel. I don't even know if I want to thank you for working on the farm this time, but as always, as customary, thank you uh, for doing this podcast and thank you for working on the farm.
1: Thank you for working on the farm. Check ya!